Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Lois Herman. Lois is a seasoned metaphysical energy expert, board certified hypnotist and success coach. She's passionate about helping people clear their energy to achieve their goals. She's a professional corporate-based trainer. She created several training programs for light workers, holistic professionals, and those looking to enhance their life path. She offers a unique light worker energy integrity training and energy clearing and alignment certification. She also enjoys teaching neurolinguistics programming essentials and offers hypnosis certification training. She's also the best-selling author of the book Chronicles of Hope and where she answers the call to bring hope to humanity and she works with an incredible team to illuminate and empower the light workers so they may they may achieve their missions sharing from the heart she offers public speaking skills and presentations and and she's also the host of an inspire of the inspiring hope radio show shining the light on others so lois welcome to the show thank you bill so nice to be here with you to connect with you again. And uh, I'm I'm excited to be able to share, especially with others of like mind, because at this critical tipping point, as we say, it's important to be connected with others that um, that share and that need to be able to have people that they can count on to be able to connect with. Yeah. Speaking of tipping points, yeah, we the last few years, not just we're not just the last few years, but especially lately, we have been seeing an uptick in uh, just. Well, I mean, on the one hand, we seem the society seems to want to get back to the sense of normalcy, or at least what the what this new normal is in the post-COVID world. Right. But on the other hand, there's still this lingering fear, this lingering doubt or lack of trust or just uh, the fear is just like palpable. And I wanted to really talk to you about this today because uh, this is just something as light workers we need to be very aware of, especially in our own field, because it is so easy for us to get caught up in the uh, negative messaging or what is commonly referred to as high frequency negative entities, which draw us into this fear programming mm-hmm. that creates this this paradigm of helplessness and hopelessness, which then translates into the choices that we make and our overall body body health and mental health. And I see this every day in 
in the people that I that I work with, the the clients that I serve, I, either in the tax office or through my Akashic dowsing. And mm-hmm. I am I'm I'm sure that you've been seeing this too. So so for the the benefit of the audience here, to just get put this into context, what what do you refer to when it comes to a high frequency negative being? That's how I frame it. But how, how do you right. frame it? Well, I'd like to to address one of the, the comments that you were you were making. You just unpacked a whole lot right there, which is awesome. I turned off the television several years ago because I did not want to be involved in the fear porn. I just did not want to buy into all of the negativity that was being spewed out there that we were being programmed by. So I I turned that off. But what I did is I switched over to my alternative news, shall we say, via Telegram. So I have have two Telegram channels, and then I subscribe to quite a few, and I get my news there. Even there, though, there's a lot of negativity. And those of us who are empathic and sensitive, if we hear all this negative stuff, it's like we have to take it in doses. We have to maybe skim the headlines and then go outside and ground and and connect with Mother Gaia and just slough it off. And then find also balance it with finding something positive. Because we're no good if we drown. If you, it's the whole analogy. If if um, somebody is drowning, you don't jump in with them. You stay on solid ground and you throw them a lifeline. I feel like us light workers are the lifeline for the future. As other people are starting to wake up and become more aware of what is going on in our crazy world, there needs to be a certain number of people who understand what's going on and have been able to stay afloat, to, to, to be like the, you know, the cork on the waves, it, you know, just to stay and be aware and without letting it affect us or bring us down. That is key. And, and that's what I was, you know, when you were talking about the concern about all the fear that is still out there, they're still trying to promote fear among everybody and the light workers are the uh, the sensitive souls that have a sense of something's not right and are exploring different avenues but even in the, that exploration once we find out what's really going on it can rip your heart out and so what we have to do is is be aware and temper that with knowing that what's going on it's almost as if we're in the wizard of oz movie and the the curtain is being pulled back. This stuff is that we're that we're experiencing has been going on for many, many, many years, decades, centuries, if not millennium. And it is just now being brought to the surface and exposed. And as we become aware of it, we have to put that in perspective so that it's not like, oh my God, this is all happening right now. We're seeing it for the first time with new eyes is the way that I look at it. Well, and, and, and that's the good news. That is the good news. Yeah, it, because the good news right. is if you can see it and I you know. are aware of it, that means it is purifying. That means it is exactly. clearing. It's on its way out. You're exactly right. Um, when a, a tyranny thrives in ignorance. Exactly. And when there is outrage 
at yeah. the atrocities as they are happening, then you know that's that is a sign that it's falling apart. Right. That it's yeah. that it's not working anymore. That going back to the 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 like the negative entities here, the law of one talks quite extensively about this. Mm-hmm. Um, for for those of you who are familiar with the law of one, you know, there's there's various densities. There's eight densities within the law of one. There's you know first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, and eighth. And the first three are your your basic densities with third density being self-awareness. And so a lot of people say that, you know, we are third density beings learning how to become fourth density beings. In fact, that's the whole theme of this show is learning how to be a fourth density being in an ever-changing world. Yeah. And so we, um, so we are in a process of emerging when we reach that, according to law of one, when we reach that fourth density, then we are, have more command of our bodies. We have more command of our consciousness. We can choose to drop the body if we wish, or we can choose to keep the body if we wish. We have, a, you know, we're activating all those innate superpowers within us. And in fifth density, you are, you're actually completely shed the body. You are now a, um, uh, a being of energy. But the, the caveat within the law of one in those fourth and fifth densities is there is still choice. There you can polarize negative or you can polarize positive and be a high vibrational being. Now, the high vibrational positive beings, we we know those in history. Those are people like Jesus. Those are people like um, uh, Babaji and, uh, and Yogananda. And so these are high density positive beings who are able to perform miracles and whatever because they had their superpowers and they were very, very positive beings. In folklore, we also have our fourth density negative beings. These are like your your vampires. These are your people who take energy from other people. And in the um, non-physical realm, we have the battle between the angels and the demons. And the, you know, and so the, I mean, these things have a place within that, not only in folklore, but also within reality. And it all as third density beings learning how to be a fourth density being we have a tendency to want to listen to anything that claims to be more powerful than ourselves i see this in people who call themselves light workers too that they are listening to whom they entities whom they assume are high density angelic beings you know they they know how to to do the love and they they speak the language like oh love light whatever blah 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 but the message is frightening the the message is negative and you can see it physically affecting people um absolutely there are imposters in many many realms and and I, it's funny that you're that we're having this conversation. I just finished my writing my blog that I am will, it will be posted out tomorrow and it's on vibration, connection, and discernment. 
because we are vibrational beings and we we have been trained to fit in and to follow the norm and when we question then we are thought of as being oh well we're, there's something wrong with us and yet as light workers we must question and pay attention to our own inner knowing because that inner knowing that is our barometer that guides us and that inner knowing that is connected to the divine light so many people in my experience as a, a spiritual based hypnotist the people will say oh yes my grandmother is my guardian angel well grandmother is um she she's she was a sweet person but she had a lot of personal biases. And when you connect with her and talk to her, she's still angry and she still has this. Well, that is not a high density, you know, a high vibrational density being in the unseen world. So you have to be more discerning who you call when you're calling on someone to assist you in that unseen world. It needs to be, I call it, of the light. Because there are, if you just say, someone help me, there will be any number of beings that will help you. And then you can kind of get into contracts unwittingly with these vibrational beings in the unseen world that are low density, lower vibrational. And and they're very real. The, these low vibrational beings are very, they, they have been around and they're very real. What we're finding now, having done a lot of work for years with helping, I shall say, assist lost souls and of different dimensions into a place of healing or atonement. Some of these places do not, some of these beings are not sent to a place of healing. They're sent for atonement for their crimes against humanity. Um, what we're finding now, there's a lot of sorcery going on, a lot of spell casting, a lot of energy sending. It's very real as those people who know about this unseen world, you can't say, you know, well, I don't see electricity, so it can't be there, but I'm not going to stick a fork in that socket. So these energy beings are very, very real. And what we're finding is a lot of a lot more lost souls than ever. Because people have, I hate to use the phrase, throw the baby out with the bathwater, but people have gotten away from traditional belief systems. They've stopped praying. They've stopped celebrating life. They've stopped connecting with nature. And in that process of connecting with all that is, whatever your belief system is, if it is of the light and of positive energy, then you will be connected and guided. Now you can connect with the Jesus in his in the unseen. He works with me daily, and his his energy is incredible. But I have to be discerning because there are ones that will present themselves as Jesus. But they've got red eyes. That ain't Jesus. Or they're angry. That's not Jesus. So the energy of the Christ Jesus is amazingly positive. So what we have to do as light workers is use our discernment when we are working with these um, energies in the unseen world to make sure that we are working with the ones that are in that positive, uh, that higher vibrational positive energy. 
because the other ones can, they can pose a certain way, they, but they, I can say that they can sometimes pass. I have a three-part check. They can't pass happy. <laughs> they are not, they're not happy beings, but um, that's one of the things that, you know, even if you're dealing with a really strong arc, you know, archangel like Michael, who would also be considered Lord Shiva and the Hindu faith, we give them names. So it's up to us. To, but the discernment is, is can, is he positive? Does, is he of a positive, positive aspect? That's really, really critical. So even though Archangel Michael is very strong, very powerful, he's also a happy kind of guy. And he's got a sense of humor. So um, you've got to be discerning when you're connecting with the unseen world. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. A a positive and high density being will never encourage you to watch the news. <laughs> That's or, or true. Never, or never will never encourage you to uh, dislike anyone, or to okay. encourage you to hold on to anger, or even righteous anger. Right. Has, is still anger. It still vi it still has a low vibration. Right. So, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm speaking directly to people who like get involved in like protests and whatever. Yes, I understand that protesting is important when it is done with love, not when it's done with anger. And Martin Luther King was very clear. Gandhi was very clear when they were when when they were preaching this, that you do not hold a strike or. Or, or hold a picket line with anger or hate. You do it with love. And the, because the minute you've moved over into anger or hate, you have given into that low vibration. And all you're doing is fueling the very thing you're protesting against. That's absolutely correct. In in the, the series of books that I was um, asked to write, the Chronicles of Hope series, it's a trilogy. And in one of those series, the, the universal energy came through. It's a very interesting situation. I, I was doing hypnosis session work with this gentleman who was having difficulty sleeping. And when, if, you know, Bill, if you were to go into trance and wanted to connect with your guides or a grandfather or someone, you go there. I am stay, I'm the logician. I am the guide, the scribe, and the protector on your journey. That's normal. He goes into trance, opens his eyes, looks me square in the face, and says, we need your help to save humanity. Humanity is facing the next great apocalypse. If they do not change their ways, there may not be much time left. Six pages of notes later, he comes out of trance. And I said, what did you think of that? And he said, it was very relaxing. <laughs> I'm like, what? He did not remember he was a pure channel. They came straight through him speaking to me, imploring me to get this message out there. And this was six years ago, before all of the COVID crazies. At the time, I'm thinking, this is what, it, maybe we've got, you know, 50, 100 years left. But no, as as COVID ensued and as we did, we ended up doing 20 something sessions that turned into these series of books. And um, as we start continued on and things started happening, I started realizing, oh, my goodness, this is happening right now. I need to pay closer attention. 
And so we were meeting on this one day when the Tibetan monks had started a universal prayer for peace and it was to traverse the world. And it was supposed to be here in Nashua at five o'clock. So we were meeting at five o'clock. So we hurried up, we got into trance and, and wanted to participate just into this with this prayer. Spontaneously, universal energy comes through because I'm saying we're calling on the universal energy of peace. And Gary, is this gentleman's name, opens his eyes and says, I am the spirit of the universe. Did you call me? And I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> who, who me? Now, I want you to be aware that I have a spotter with me because you can, when people channel, you can also channel nefarious energy. You've got to be very, very careful. So I had, ha I had a wonderful consultant at the time who was able to read energy. And so he would go into trance with Gary and be able to see Gary's energy leave and this pure light energy come into Gary's body. Gary was truly a conduit for the energy that was to be given to me to as the scribe. So uh, what happened was here, here we are just innocently going to join in this prayer universal energy comes through. And Bill, the reason I'm telling this backstory is that was the biggest message that he, she, universal spirit said, you must get rid of hate mm -hmm. because that is what's keeping humanity stuck. You are all one. If you would just look at yourselves as all one being, you are not different. You must find ways to dissolve and dis dissipate hatred and come together as one being, one energy. So exactly what you said is what universal energy came through and, and implored us to recognize that when you are well-matched and trust one another, you can really shift the energy of the collective. As you find the light workers and help them to shift their energy, we, I believe, I truly believe based on all the messages that I got from them, and then also over the past couple of years, the type of work that we're doing, I believe it's the light workers who have the ability to shift the vibrational energy of this planet. The everyday people are clueless. They don't understand energy and it's not their fault. They're probably young souls. And, and they're like, think about them as kindergarten souls. They don't get it. But those of us that are light workers, I would consider we're old souls. We've been here uh, many times and we've either signed up or been conscripted. <laughs> I'm not sure which to be here now at this critical tipping point. And that's what the guides say. Humanity is at a critical tipping point. And if we can get enough of the people that are vibrating at a high level together, we have the ability to save this planet. It's as simple as that and as complex as that. Absolutely. And and actually, uh, Ra refers to that in the law of one as the choice point. And okay. the choice point is actually, it's a rather simple choice point. Right. And it's service to self or service to others. And, and so it's not about choosing light over dark or whatever. It's, are you service? Are you mostly service to yourself? Or are you service to, uh, mostly service to others? And and in the other part of that, and the, the, the nuance of service to others is it's fifty one forty nine. 
percent. It's fifty-one okay. percent service to others, forty-nine percent service to self. Because you're no good to anybody if you are not also exercising self-care. Absolutely, yes. And they have said that to us as time and again as well. You cannot just deplete yourself to where there's nothing left to give. You must take care of self. But you know what, Bill? What's been very interesting since I've been out in the truth community, the truther community. Many people are finding me and they're coming to me because we've been doing a lot of clearing because these are beautiful light workers who feel blocked or stuck. They're on a mission and they can't break through. So our team, I work as a team now with, with other amazing gifted psychic mediums, and we work together to clear the blocks for these light workers. And one of the intake questions that I have, I actually have a series of questions for a light worker based questions. But I'll ask, what is the main thing you want to accomplish? And I want to tell you, that's the discerning, that is a discerning factor. 99% of the people who come to us say, I need to release whatever's blocking me so that I can help more people. 100% service to others. Absolutely. That is exactly that. And that's the discerning difference between when you're following someone are they service to self or service to others? There's a lot of people who present themselves as spiritual, but they're really all about how many numbers can I get? How much money can I make? How many, you know, how it's all, it's about all about me. So pay attention, really look at what are their real intentions. And that'll give you, that's your big discerning factor. Mm -hmm. And something I do when I'm doing Akashic dowsing is yeah. I teach people how to pay attention to those things that are blocking you to mm -hmm. use using the pendulum and whatever charts or other means that you have available to you to get inside of your subconscious. So that way you can become more aware of the dramas, the stories, the things that you tell yourself that are force you think you're serving others but you're really just serving yourself only because it's your programming it's the the programming of the world or the programming that you came in with the, the karma that you came in with the things that you need to shed things you need to get rid of and the the, the beauty of it is that you know once we reveal because the, the sessions can be extremely jarring and extremely negative because you're like oh my god uh, that that oh my gosh I'm a, I'm a i'm a freaking mess and i said well wait a second now that you're aware of it right now don't touch it just <laughs> let it go <laughs> right. it's a choice point you're exactly right now you now once you're aware you can choose again because every day every moment is a new choice and the other beautiful thing about that is as we find our path, because every single light worker has a unique path that they offer, a unique gift that they offer. This is where there should be no, never any competition. It's collaboration and cooperation because each person has their own unique gifts, skills, and talents. And once you start to find those and you're shedding the pain of your past, Guess what? You are you have a unique opportunity to truly help from the heart those who are drawn to you because you they get you and you get them. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from I read it in a book. 
It's coming from, I lived it in my life. So I, let me share from my heart. So there's no, so this gets rid of that whole concept of judging, of, of judgment and blame and shame. That's all low vibe stuff. We have to, when we heal our old wounds and learn from them and, and elevate, and there's always challenges, we're always learning and growing. And that gives us that sense of compassion, empathy, and ability to see the light in a person, to be able to give them the assistance. And many times in the middle of my sessions, things come through my mouth and I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> because I often will say, speak through me, sweet spirit, speak through, give me the words to be able to assist this person. And it is really amazing how so many times the words come out of my mouth and I'm not exactly sure where they came from. I sort of know. <laughs> yeah. What I find, I haven't, some, just something to add on to that is the desire to be told what to do is the other thing is because often I get people coming to see me or I'm sure you get to send and, and someone's like, I want to serve others, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. Please provide me with instruction. And that is actually a highway to the, to the low vibration again. Yeah. Serving others does not come with a blueprint or <laughs> does not come with an instruction guide. It comes from the heart. It comes from a heart that is free. It, it's does and 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 you know I know the word freedom and love is tossed around a lot willy nilly, but it really does come down to that a a heart that is truly free is a heart that is free of the encumbrances of of living, the encumbrances of a third density life or a a a life that is that everything that your parents ever taught you about how to be a success in life. You got to throw all that out the window and speak directly from the heart. You know, something that I discovered, you know, five years ago, I left the corporate world because I, I felt that that work was lowering my energy. And I've discovered actually within the last year or so that it wasn't the work per se. It was me in the work and my perception of the work and how I was defining myself within it. And lately I've kind of embraced my accounting background again from a different perspective, right? a, a, a different desire to serve. Now I'm using my skills to serve not and not serve myself because you know, yes, it comes with financial rewards for myself, but that's that's just some, that's just an exchange of the universe here. That's Absolutely. just the abundance coming in. Mm -hmm. Where the where the joy of the work comes in is the serving and observing and the providing of that glimmer of servicing hope that I give to each and every one of those clients who come in the door, whether they're getting Akashic dowsing from me or they're getting tax advice or they're getting accounting advice. It's all, for me, it's all about service and hope and freedom. And even if I don't say the words, the energy is 
pouring from my heart. It's coming out from me. And that's the feedback I get from those clients afterwards. They're like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. He's got, he's, he like, he's, he's like a walking encyclopedia of, of, of tax dollars or whatever. And I'll be the first to admit, I am not a walking encyclopedia. There's so <laughs> much I don't know, but what they, the reason why they feel that way is because of the energy I'm projecting, the, the service that I'm projecting, the, the caring, the me wanting you to be successful and joyful in whatever it is you're choosing to do. And, and you're a classic example of using your unique gifts. The, uh, the, 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 you know, somebody who's really good with numbers is it's like a puzzle to them. It's a different language and you play with that and that's fun and it's wonderful to you. And then other people look at that kind of stuff and just go blank. Mm -hmm. So your, what is your joy is your service. So it's it, it could be somebody who who wants to um, work with animals. It, it could be somebody who wants to do gardening. Whatever your joy is, what gives you what lights that little child in you up, that is your gift. Find that. What did you love to do as a child that just came naturally to you that you really enjoyed and played with? Because what we should be doing are things that give us joy that is like play. So it's not work. And so therefore, we're sharing from the heart. And I wanted to tag on to that. When I, and I call these interviews now, when Jesus came through in the session with Gary, I, I'm interviewing Jesus, you know, and, and what he said is the word love is often overused. He said, it's a simple matter of compassion. Use compassion for everyone and everything, because you never know what really is going on with them. We don't. When I start doing intakes with my client and find that they've had horrific, just horrific things happen to them, but you would never know it to look at them. But those horrific memories and traumas are buried in them and they come out in some sometimes challenging or awkward ways. So when we have compassion for another, it's just being able to see them. My friend, Mark Atwood, Mark Atwood has a poem that says, I see you. So it's about seeing them for who they are, not trying to change or correct or corral them, but just being there, holding space, listening and seeing who they are and allowing another to be who they choose to be. That's that is the secret is to really appreciate the uniqueness of each one, because you know, there's no two snowflakes alike, no two flowers alike, no two humans are alike, and viva la difference. We're all unique and different. And what's fun is to be able to look at another individual and celebrate the uniqueness of that person. Because then we learn one of the things that um, I believe it was Jesus that he said is... Um, that by design, they do not, they've given information to different people. They've split it up. They've given different pieces of information to different people. They do not want another Messiah complex. They do not want people to have a guru because if everybody has their own piece and we all come together and say, let me share with you what I learned. Oh, wow, here's what I learned. So as we share, 
then we get the epiphany of the complete whole because we've each and what they said is if we each follow our own path there is no not if someone says theirs is the only way walk away because we each have to find our own path and i liken it to have you ever been to a chili cook-off and you yep. walk in and there's like 30 different flavors of chili there's white bean chili there's chicken chili there's you know a spicy chili but it's all chili so there are so many different paths to get to empowerment enlightenment whatever you want to call it you have to find what resonates in your spirit your soul your background your path in life and so you get a little dabble from this person, a little dab of spice from that person. And we learn by sharing with one another. And so each one of us is, we're responsible for elevating ourselves. And so then that gives us the, to, puts us in a position of being able to, let me help you with this next leg of your journey. And then allowing them to be free to explore the next leg of their journey. So it's, it really becomes quite fascinating as we find um, one of the things that I'm hearing, my guides keep saying, you must teach, you must teach. I'm like, okay, okay, what do I teach? And they're saying, share the stories, share the stories. I have hundreds, if not thousands of stories of my clients and what they have gone through. So I'm getting ready to start, well, I do share stories, but I, I still must teach others because it's the, the stories of what other people have gone through that may trigger an opportunity for someone else to learn something. So, Fantastic. So uh, please let everybody know out there where they can find you and connect with you. Sure. So LoisHerman.com, quite simply. One website, LoisHerman.com. Go there. Please subscribe to my Rumble channel. I have my Inspiring Hope radio show again it was jesus four years four years ago um it, it dawned on me one of the messages he said is there are more good people out there than bad but the voices of the negative are louder and stronger you must make the voice of the good people heard so i started a good news radio show it's called inspiring hope it's on sunday mornings and bill you're going to have to be on soon but it's, I just I chose to do Sunday mornings because a lot of people have given up on organized religion, and I, I completely understand that. So this is a time where you can, you know, pull up with your coffee and your slippers and start the morning, 9 o'clock on Sunday Eastern time, and listen to some fascinating people. I get to meet so many people, and I love to spotlight them and interview them and get them to share their stories so that it inspires other people. So LoisHerman.com. Herman has two ends, and you can find lots of stuff there. I'm on Telegram. I am on Facebook, but as, again, I share inspiring things on Facebook. But Telegram is where I really have a lot of, I share a lot of interesting um, other information. Excellent. So thank you very, very much for joining us today. And thank you, everyone out there for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.